discretion is advised as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Now, are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. So we're back again to discuss another mini-review, just another just cult franchise, and it would be the Zero Women film series, which ran from 1974 to 2007, and it all started off in 74, where uh, someone was just clearly trying to adapt a, a manga, and it already had plenty of other revenge and Yakuza-type movies, and uh, this was by uh, Toy Studio, who already was having a good fortune with their female convict 701 series, which was rather similar, you know, female assassin slash spy set up, decides to, you know, kill anyone who did her wrong. And, you know, Toy oh, would later, you know, work on Godzilla and Power Rangers, you know, you know where this goes. So, you know, we all start out in 74 with Red Handcuffs, where it's always based around Agent Zero, hence the title Zero Women, and who's also known as Rai. Sometimes, you know, spelled R-A-I or R-E-I, and you just have to just take this all with a grain of salt. This is, you know, it's exploitation, but also still has some extra crime, noir, revenge movie elements to it. And so, yeah, it starts out pretty lowbrow. I, I just felt like the first... 70s entry was just not the way to go. It's watchable for people who like that thing, but I, I just was feeling sheer torture and just not at all impressed. But I stuck with it. So, in the 90s, it became pretty common, much like with anime, to do a bunch of straight to video, you know, cinema. And it was before video on demand. But it was a thing, and just way more common in Japan than what we have here with direct video. So it, they they start up the whole franchise again in the '90s, and once again, each installment, it's always a different actress playing the main character. There's never any consistency. So we started off in '95 with uh, Final Mission, and they have it be a corruption investigation movie. Uh, it, it's pretty fun and uh, pretty much just got down to business uh, and lots of double crossing. It's then followed in that same year by a two-part where they changed the character to being a psychotic policewoman going after a bunch of thieves. And uh, this one I liked a little less. It was, in a way, it had better content, but at the same time, just wasn't as well-polished as the first 90s outing. And then uh, we get to 96. There's Now we're back to business. Just more Hitman and affiliations. I really dug this version of the character the most because you just felt more humanity ingrained within it. it just, and I could see why at this point more people start comparing this franchise to La Femme Nikita and uh, other Leon the Professional type movies. 
And then we're followed also in 96. Finally, we get here, and there's this movie called The Accused, and no relation, but it does kind of make her be kind of a a lawyer who's going out on revenge killing or some shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But seriously, she she helps a guy who's being hassled because he's like a gay gigolo and then finds out, oh, he's being set up. Yada yada. It's, again, more set up. I, I hope I'm not making this seem like a joke. It's, it's pretty lowbrow. But then we get to 97 and then we're talking. Then this looks like it was less shot on video and just way more just we have intense sniping and just more double crossing different locations to make this be way more entertaining instead of just feeling like just closed off, you know, warehouses. And then we get the dangerous game in 98. Once again, you know, even though this is basically making the character be all bisexual and crazy and all, um, I like the gangster elements here a little bit, uh, and, you know, so it starts off strong and then gets a little lame and then gets pretty good near the end of the 90s, and then we have another one in 98 called Zero Woman Returns, and so yeah, by that point, uh, you know, it just flows a little more smoothly, and Still has some budget and other questionable look to it, but still good. And then takes a bit of time off and before we get to 2004 when they reboot it again. And it's called Zero Woman 2005. And, uh, they actually call it the Zero Department with an actual zero. And I know, they think they're being that clever. They're not. But uh, by this point, you can see how every movie's trying to be like every other East Asian production or let alone Matrix and you know, Blade and it kind of has that look to it. It takes its sweet time. Like it gets going, then it just is flat for a while, then it just ends it with lots of overuse on CGI or something as if it's trying to be the next, you know, Jeffrey the One or <laughs> it's just some other just crazy Japanese show. And it's good if you just want, again, just a laid-back kind of drinking game movie, but it's not. If they were going for anything bigger, they definitely did not succeed. <laughs> and then we go with the final entry, which is Zero Women R. And this one just pretty much starts out as a prison movie and then becomes a hunt a terrorist movie, but it might as well have been just a Skinamax film at this point. It was just getting silly. And so, yeah. Uh, so, if you want to dare to check out all 10 outings, go for it. I found all these on, you know, uh, places like Rare Laws, which, you know, uploads, you know, very hard to find movies. And it's probably the way to go if you're unsure. I, I really am not sure where you'd find any of these, you know, VHS or DVD takes without maybe even Blu-rays just without just paying out the ass because it is ridiculously way too expensive so but uh, overall thank you for joining me and uh, I hope you enjoyed this rundown as to why this is 
that intriguing of a series and what anyone can expect from it. So, uh, other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be right back with yet another uh, review. I keep doing these mini reviews so that everyone feels anything which I know a lot of people have seen or are down to talk about, I get them for a group chat, but for a while, you know, I, I just wanted to talk about all these various franchises, and a lot of them are just so silly and campy, they barely merit talking an entire episode about, so I keep it as a mini. But I also am going to keep just sprinkling a bunch of these, a variety of these each week, so that way you know, there's more social media attention, and I mean, you guys can get a variety of different old franchises reviews, so if you're not sure or interested in one, well, no worries. We got you covered on another one. So I am going to start uh, continuing to making this be just a, a three different reviews each week, and that way you guys have a variety of options and you don't feel like, hmm, I don't really want to pay attention to this guy. <laughs> And at the same time, you can have some fun video store memories. You're like, I might have seen that, or I might have seen that cable. And it's definitely a blockbuster or a mom and pop store. And what the hell was it about? <laughs> well, someone who had too much free time growing up, I he can definitely tell you that. But you know, some of these I've also it's been fun to go back and revisit, see if they held up or were as much campy fun as I remember when they were on TV. Uh, a lot of them have been made available on Amazon Prime and Tubi, so uh, if I saw the first or second part of the franchise, I could at least see the other part on you know, those streaming platforms. So uh, I definitely want to keep pointing out some cool cult franchises for you guys, and I'll be back in a jiffy. So thank you for listening. We'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts... Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin cough, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. 
Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games, mm-hmm. music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one. Music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just. Oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, people. Yeah. Yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes. the Google Play, yes. Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah, ah, ah. Good fun stuff. <laughs> well. <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away Pete. Ah, i'm sorry but this is going kind of long yes so we'll end this and say hey check out the home video hustle every friday on all the various podcast outlets peace peace as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this one. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at twelve? 
Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven at eilfm.podbean.com. We now continue with our program. The Jacked Up Review Show can also be followed on Facebook on both the page and the group. Feel free to chat, leave questions, make requests for future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for your various support, and we'll continue to entertain the hell out of you. Till then, take care.